Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dallas Grant at XYZ Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Grant, and as always, I'll go over a series of topics and give my opinions, and at the end, you have the opportunity to give your opinions about what I stated. The easiest way for you to leave an opinion is by calling 224-DALLAS-1, that's 224-325-5271, and actually the easiest way to dial that is by going on your phone's web browser, going to dallasgrant.xyz. When the page loads, you'll see my phone number listed. Click on the one that's all digits and it'll automatically pull up your phone dialer. And all you have to do is hit send. For my international listeners who don't want to pay international dialing charges, easiest way to leave a message is by clicking on one of my episodes on my website. Right above the player, you'll see an option to leave a voice message. It'll automatically pull up a recorder. Once you hit send, you'll automatically go to me and I can play that on the next show. Alternatively, if you prefer a written communication on my website's main menu, look for contact me. There'll be a form that's easy to fill out. You just put in your statements and send, and it will go to me and I'll read it on the next show. Lastly, if you'd like to comment to any of the articles that I have posted on my website, at the end of the article, you'll see a comment form. Just fill that out and uh, you can interact with any people who use my website. Without further ado, let's get this show rolling. So I want to start off by apologizing. It's been quite a while since I've done a podcast and I know I wanted to make this once a week and so far I have been doing this for three months and I've gotten two episodes done and this is my third one. So I definitely don't have a great track record so I really apologize about that. Um, The things I've been doing in the background though I'm mostly preparing to go back to work. So I'm doing a bunch of stuff that is very very time consuming that I don't want to do while I'm working. Good news is I should be going back to work soon. The question is when. For those of you who don't know, I do utility locating for a fiber construction company. And the company I work for does not work in the winter because we don't find it cost effective to uh, basically prepare for winter. In order for us to work in winter, we have to plow ditches. We would uh, have to use burners on the ground to soften the ground because the ground is currently frozen and we get much less done than uh, we would just working our regular time span so we take the winters off generally about this time we usually get a bid for uh, somewhere in Iowa where it the ground is already normal but we haven't gotten that yet I don't know how the condition in Iowa is right now. I know here in Minnesota, we have had an unusual winter to say the least. Uh, Normally, it snows like once every two to three weeks. And when it snows here, it's whenever there's a blizzard. Uh, It doesn't just snow out of the blue normally. Um, It does on occasion, but very rarely. Um, You know, when people think of snowing and stuff like that, they think of Colorado or you know other states where it would just snow out of the blue it would be a light dusting and then it's back to normal here in minnesota it is a blizzard usually when it snows um i mean exception would have been last night on the 5th of march it was not a snowstorm but it was snowing um so that would be a major exception but then this week I don't know if it's exactly a blizzard, shall I say, but we are having nonstop snow for about four days. Uh, it's starting, according to the weather, it starts on Wednesday and it ends early on Sunday. Uh, and then it's supposed to snow again next week. Uh, so we have all this snow and we need the snow melted before I can go back to work or at least reduce down quite a bit. The good news though is towards the end of next week it is going to be above freezing um, for multiple days in a row 
so this is starting to look good that maybe I can start working in you know two and a half three weeks from now um, which is going to be great because I am going stir crazy I really want to go back to work yeah I don't know why I stay in Minnesota I absolutely hate winter I don't like anything about winter I don't like going outside in the winter I don't like uh, doing indie winter sports I've never gone ice fishing but it doesn't even look fun to me I've done skiing I've done cross country downhill skiing and even snowboarding I've tried all three I hated every one of them um, I don't ice skate I don't do any of that shit I hate it all I really do so why do I stay in Minnesota um, well we pay a little more in the state quite a bit more the job that I do right now I'd probably get paid about ten dollars less per hour if I worked in a different state you know so that's a one big difference here plus the summers are awesome aside from the mosquitoes mosquitoes suck here but uh um, besides that you know the summers are generally pretty nice spend all summer long and not ever really have to get a jacket or anything like that so it's actually pretty decent but uh you know that being said i'm looking forward to winter being gone the other thing that i can say that i'm looking forward to when it comes to this show when i'm working I think I can do this show a lot easier on a regular basis. The reason I say that is generally when I'm working, not always, but generally, I spend multiple days per week in a hotel. And not always, but generally, I often stay by myself. And the reason why is because I float between multiple cities. So I might be in one city one day, might be in another city another day, or I might spend a couple days in one city quickly go to another city come back you know so it's it's hard for me to pair up with someone Um, and sometimes it's better for me to be in a in a different hotel than some of the rest of the crew because I might be closer to to something else Um, and they may need to go to an actual field in order to get all their equipment where all my equipment's in my vehicle Um, so I don't have any heavy machinery or anything like that for what I do but with that at hand you know normally what I do is I watch movies or play around my phone so while doing that for two to three hours a night before winding down and going to sleep why not I just at least record a half hour to an hour of a podcast and by the end of the week I should have enough recorded where I can just easily record uh, edit it and post it so I think I should be able to get at least uh, one done per week. I'm going to strive for two, but let's, let's be realistic and let's say one. And, uh, you know, so that there is some positive change in the future. You know, something for us all to look forward to. One of the things I am working on in the background is a website called vaccinate.world. Now, unlike what the title suggests, it is not a website that's like pro, you must get vaccinations, blah, blah, blah. Instead, it is a website that gathers information and allows for a scientific debate. It will be a site more of education. So if you want to learn about any disease, virus, or vaccination out there, there will be uh, detailed information about each case studies that have ever happened between the viruses, diseases, and vaccinations. And then also there will be a forum. So if you want to discuss things about each of those topics, uh, you will be able to. If you have a concern, 
you can actually post a concern and give feedback based on it. If your concern is not tested, it's something that will need to go to testing because we need to bring science back. Unfortunately, science lately, if you look at basically any country of the world right now, science is not science. If science was science, we would easily be able to gather information about what's true and what's false. Instead, science has become propaganda. Science has become listen to your politicians, listen to your celebrities, listen to Hollywood scientists. It is not listening to a group of gathered scientists. And unfortunately, one of the main reasons for that are this cancel culture idea that we have throughout society, where if you say one thing that's against the narrative, we want to cancel you completely. Well, think about it. When the coronavirus vaccination first started coming out, how many of you had the disease and maybe questioned to yourself, should I get the vaccination when I've already had it? Especially when they were vaccinating against basically the first strain at first. Um, should that have been something that should have been entered in your body if, let's say, you're already on the third strain by the time you would have gotten that vaccination? These are inf- This is questions that should have been asked and should have been allowed to be asked. Instead of gathering information that we needed to gather, instead we were ridiculed. You know, if you posted anything like, you know, just questioning that on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, you were either shadow banned or maybe even put on a suspension for a few days. I know I've been shadow banned a number of times on Facebook. Um, I didn't start using Twitter really until uh, Musk took over. I did. I've had a Twitter account since 2008, but uh, mostly all it was was if I liked a video on YouTube, it would automatically post to my account. Um, there are some, some other things I used to have that would go through and automatically post as well. But a lot of those things don't even exist anymore. Um, but uh, So that, that was mostly what my um, Twitter was. But now that I find I'm not getting banned from there, I'm actually using it more often. You know, that being said, why do we have this weird cancel culture? You know, you say one thing that's against the narrative... And instead of these people actually going out and doing research and figuring out, hey, am I right or am I wrong? Instead, they're like, ah, <laughs> you must die and you must be punished. This does not make any sense at all. We really need to get back to science. Science is, is, is not what people claim it to be. And I think one thing we need to do is we need to change terminologies of words. The big one that we need to change is when people use theory for the word hypothesis. Let me give an example. When a person says conspiracy theory, what they mean is a loosely based idea that is not governed by facts or testing. That's not a theory, that's a hypothesis. If you go into a scientific community and you say, I have the hypothesis, I have this idea that this will happen if I do this, but I haven't tested it yet, that's a hypothesis. Now, if you test it and others are allowed to test it and get the same exact results, and now your idea is accepted within the scientific community, it's no longer a hypothesis, now it is a theory. A theory in the scientific world means basically as close to truth as possible. 
Unfortunately, those who are not in the scientific world use theory as loosely based information. We need to change that. And I think the reason why people say that is because somewhere along the lines, way back in the past, someone wanted to discredit science. So they somehow convinced a group of people that theory doesn't mean what it means. You know, a good way to uh, expel the idea that the theory of evolution is true. Now, a lot of people who discredit evolution right now are stuck in the past of the late 80s, early 90s, when we found the skeleton of the Lucy skeleton. A lot of people don't realize that there's been tons of evidence beyond that that prove evolution is true. I can't say it proves it's true, but proves it's close to true as possible because science doesn't believe anything is 100% true. Science just believes, okay, it's a theory, so it's as close to truth as possible. Here's an example of how easy that can happen, where people get words or situations messed up. How many of you think MSG is dangerous? How many of you think MSG causes health problems? It's amazing how many people actually believe this. And why do they believe this? Because a crackpot's doctor back in the 1970s claimed it as so. I don't know if he was a hater of Chinese food or a hater of, uh, of Asian people. But he let a hypothesis go to become a theory. Because a lot of people believed it. A lot of people went along with it. The funny thing is, this was discredited basically right away. Almost right away. Now think about nowadays. How many of you have MSG in your cupboard? If you're not from Asia or you're not an Asian, you probably don't. Um, I do. I cook with it all the time. I think it's a fantastic uh, seasoning. Because um, it really adds a lot of flavor. Now, if you don't use it like a bunch of it at a time, you just use a little bit. It just adds just that little bit of extra kick to, to your food. Um, but it's really kind of funny to me. You know, you look at almost any Asian restaurant, the ones that are catering towards Americans, they almost always will boast about no MSG. You look at any product that's in the Asian aisle of a grocery store, and again, you'll see no MSG on a lot of the boxes because so many people... Even people who weren't even alive when this happened believe that MSG is bad for you, like it will kill you. This is why I think we need a centralized location for a lot of science. So the first stage I want to get done with is I want to get done with this Vaccinate.World website. I also own ScienceLab.Life which will eventually be a website for anything that's scientific that we can debate on and we can get real information, real case studies, being able to be able to produce information quickly and easily so any sort of thing can be debunked or shown that it's true in a very short instance. Um, this is something that I'm very passionate about. The only unfortunate part right now is I got a lot of the website done but the next stages are writing out articles 
for every single vaccine, virus, and disease. And that is so bloody time-consuming. I wish I could just plagiarize and copy and paste, but uh, that's not right to do. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I wish I could have AI write it all out. AI is really good for minor tasks, but it is very, very horrible for gathering information. good example is I was looking for information about a a crime case that happened 25 years ago. And I was using AI just to be able to gather information without having to go to a bunch of websites. Fortunately, AI contradicted its information numerous times. It lied about information numerous times. I even, you know, basically called it out. I said, you're a liar. You can't even tell me the truth about anything here. Obviously, because using things that would ease my time isn't going to make it that easy. This is a very time-consuming spot. If I had the money to, I'd hire a crew to be able to do it all for me. Unfortunately, I do not have that time. Um, And finding someone to do it for free is literally almost impossible. Um, You know, obviously, I would have people do it for free. And then on the condition that I make money on websites, I would eventually pay them. But still, even there, I mean, it's time-consuming, lots of time-consuming work to do. On the premise that you might get paid in the future. I mean, who's going to do that? But, so that's currently on hold right now. I hope to have it done by the end of summer. But this is really going to take me a lot of time to finish this. But I got two other websites that uh, should be done before I start working. So one of the websites I do anticipate to have done by the time I go back to work is a website that's called magnata.faith. If you listen to my last podcast or if you've looked at my website, you'll know that me and artificial intelligence, this is chat GPT, we decided, or I decided, that see if it could design a religion for me. Now this religion I came up with many, many years ago, it was basically me and a coworker when I worked at a college. Um, we both you know, confined with each other that neither one of us are religious. Uh, we both are kind of atheist, but we both also agreed that we should have our own religion. We kind of brainstormed with each other briefly. And when I say briefly, I mean, we brainstormed with each other for like 10, 15 minutes about it. But uh, we both came up with the idea that's magnetic energy, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we believe that there should be some sort of God So our gods have to be able to be seen, have to be very easy to be proven as existing. um, And that would be the earth, the sun, and the moon. Now, why these would be gods is because they're massive forms of, of energy. You know, the sun gives us life. The sun gives us heat. Um, Sun gives us energy. And the sun allows the earth to rotate around it with its gravitational pull. 
And then the gravitational pull between the Earth and the Moon allowed the Moon to circulate around us. And because the Moon circulates around us, it's another reason why we are able to survive as a species. It's a reason why we have life on Earth. It's because the Moon actually creates a balance of life, creates a balance of weather, and things like that. So obviously, these are the gods, but are they gods that that uh, interact with us at all? No, no. The god of the moon, the god of the sun, wouldn't even know that we even exist, aside unless we actually go to the moon. And the god of uh, the earth would more along the lines um, know that there's a presence, but it doesn't know us each individually. So knows that there's a species, but uh, doesn't have the time or energy to really pay attention to us. You know, on an individual scale, grand scale, yes, but not on an individual scale. But it doesn't have any way to interact or change anything. But the reason why I wanted to bring this website up and running, and the reason why I bought it soon after me and this AI uh, made this, is uh, you know I started thinking to myself. What is wrong with society today? And I think the one main thing that's wrong with society is we are losing the religious aspect in many cultures of the world. And it's not a bad thing. It is definitely not a bad thing that we're losing the the religious aspect. But where it becomes bad is the people who are turning away from religion are also turning away from morals and you know community. So one good thing about religion is it brings a community of people together to, you know, be able to socialize and interact and improve the community. Because a lot of people are no longer going to church or they don't believe in God and things like that, they're they're actually losing this aspect of community. Instead, their community is more of a very close knit group of people, and there's not enough imbalance. Of thought and action. Now you ask any religious person, they'll they'll say, "Well, of course, you know, you can't have morals without God." I beg to differ. I think you can definitely have morals without God. I'm, like I said, I'm not religious, but I feel I'm fairly moral. I'm never going to kill a person unless I have to, and hopefully that day never ever happens. I believe that people should treat other people's fairly. I don't think it should be forced upon, but I think, I think life deserves uh, community. I think life deserves people to come together. So I decided to make this website. Basically, what it's going to be is it's going to be a place where people can interact, involve, and I don't even care if you are religious or not, and to come in and join the site because I think it's great to have. A community where people can express things. One one thing that I want to do is I want to allow people to kind of come up with ideas that they improve the religion, but also come up with ideas that improve life and society themselves.、Um, it's a big thing about the Magnata religion, based on what we've written so far, is you have to be someone who agrees with the scientific method. You have to be hardworking. You have to find ways to improve life. I think this is one thing that will actually put us maybe in the right direction. I mean, obviously, it's not going to fix society altogether, but I I just want to do it as a fun little experiment to see what happens.
could be that nobody ever joins it ever. And all I do is I pay for the server's hosting fee and I'm the only one who posts anything. But it's going to be an interesting little experiment to see what does happen. But I expect that to be up within the next week and a half. I do have one more website that I am building um, that I really, really feel strongly that needs to be out there. Now we go to the website that I really, really feel passionate about. And this is politicalconcern.com. Um, I've actually had this site up and running for a long time, but there's always been something that has told me I need to redo it. Um, yes, I've had it up for a long time, but I never really did much on it. The website looked vacant and barren, and it was definitely not located with any uh, web search. So nobody even really knew it existed. Person could sign up and actually use the website, but nobody ever did. I was the only person who ever had an account and I'm the only one who ever uh, posted anything. I only posted a couple things, but I decided I really wanted to change it. I wanted to use a different way to be able to design the website. So that's what I've been doing in the last uh, week, actually. I destroyed the old website, completely destroyed it, removed all databases and all that, and now I've relaunched it. It's not done yet, so don't worry about going there and trying to sign up yet. Um, but what the site will be is number one, it will allow interaction between everyone to basically tell the world what their viewpoints are on how to fix government, how society should be structured how uh, government should be structured, how laws should be structured. So it allows people to have an honest opinion between everyone and uh, everyone can try to come up with ways to be able to improve society. The other thing that it also will allow for is it'll allow for uh, people to gather together and form protests. Now, when I say protests, I don't mean like the summer of 2020 where we had all kinds of burning buildings and stuff like that. I'm highly against that, incredibly highly against that. I don't think you get anywhere when you damage stuff. I mean, obviously, when you look at 2020, you're like, oh, yeah, you can burn up buildings and not even be prosecuted and be treated like, like heroes. And then you look at uh, January 6th where it was actually mostly peaceful. Yes, there was a few idiots who uh, broke through things, but beyond that, there wasn't burning buildings. And uh, it was more along the lines of a group of idiots who just, you know, followed everyone else. But I don't even know if it was even like idiots following people because they're led into the Capitol building with the police and stuff like that. Um, and those people are charged. Some of them are still in jail right now. We should let them all out because it was, it's ridiculous. The other thing that's ridiculous is the people of that protest that really should be looked at, um, like Mr. Epps, aren't even being charged at all. And that really bothers me. But let's go back that along the lines of protest. If in my website, you want to create a protest, you want to gather people together, want to form one, you have all the rights to. I'm fully for a nonviolent protest. You also, if you want to create 
a political party. You'll have the ability to be able to create a political party uh, for any sort of uh, reasoning. If you already have a political party, you can join a group or build a group that's that's for that political party and basically discuss with you, with with one another of exactly uh, what your viewpoints are. More importantly, there's the last step that this website will do. Now, first, this is only going to be for the United States, but eventually, I do want to build it to the world. Um, and this part may not be launched in time. Maybe the first part will be launched, but the second part is going to take a lot of time for me to build. Um, but it is basically so. If you are a politician, you can basically have a website that's dedicated for uh, for for your campaign. The difference between doing it on my website and doing it on your own is my website will not allow you to bash the competition. Even it means if you have dirt on this comp- competitor, I will not allow it because all I care about is what your viewpoints are. I'll even allow you to have advertisements on the website, but again, the advertisements cannot bash the opponent at all. It only can talk about your viewpoints. The main thing I want to get away from when it comes to the political world, um, I know this happens in the United States, and I'm sure it happens everywhere else in the world as well. But instead of learning what the person is for, instead of learning what the person stands for, what they want to accomplish, we are learning why we shouldn't vote for the other person. The other thing that's kind of really scary to me, and this goes for the United States, is we know more about the people who we shouldn't even care about, and we know nothing about the people we should care about when it comes to who's writing the laws for us. For instance, and this is something I can become guilty of as well. Um, in the last election, and I'm sure those of you who have voted for, before, especially in American uh, voting, you'll get your ballot, and you may know almost nobody that you're voting for. You may actually be only picking a person because of their name, or even worse, would be picking a person because of their political party. You should never do that. You should actually learn something about the person and not even worry about their political party. I wish they would remove the political party and insignia from all ballots because I think it's wrong. I think you should be forced to know who the person is. But yeah, that's what I'm working on now. I definitely expect that. Right now, I'm working on just the design aspect of it. That takes a few days to complete, if not more.、Um, the rest of it will be fairly easy to set up, aside from the politician aspect of it. But the regular side of having people being able to debate and actually have、uh, conversations with each other, being able to build your own articles and things like that that, that you can write and. And discuss between everyone. That's actually going to be very, very simple to set up. You know, I've done it all before, so I, I know the quick aspect of getting that a lot of this stuff up and running.、Um, but I think that's one thing we need to start doing. We need to start bringing people、uh, towards political communication. It's very, very scary that so many people are scared. Are not interested in government and politics at all, and they don't realize how important it is to be involved in it. If you don't involve yourself in it, you're going to allow the government to take over you. You're going to allow the government to control you, and you're basically going to allow the government to destroy you.
Thanks again for listening all the way through my show. Definitely wanted to express exactly what I've been doing in the background, and I wanted to get a podcast out there. Um, and, you know, hopefully I get these websites uh, that was vaccinate that world, magnata.faith, and politicalconcern.com. I'm hoping to get those up and running very shortly. Now, beyond all that, I have listened to some feedback, and um, one of the major feedback I heard is that I really need to bring my shows down in time frame. It wouldn't be too bad if I had multiple people where you could hear multiple voices, but the fact that you're hearing my voice consistently for an hour, it's too long. At least I got this one down to about 30 minutes, but my goal is from this moment forward to get the shows down to about 20 minutes in length. Uh, 20 minutes and 30 minutes being the very maximum that I get to. So that that's going to be my goal going forward. And I am going to go more on the lines of, uh, you know, random conversation. So I'm going to bring up like little bits and pieces of things. Um, I'm going to try to get another show done this week. Um, it's a lot of fun building these shows, actually. I actually really enjoy it. So um, it's one reason why I want to build another one. And the one that I want to do next, I'm going to try to maybe do like one or two subjects. And kind of like this one here. This was basically one subject of me talking about what I've been building. So the next one is uh, for those of you who don't know aren't personal friends of mine or never talked to me about this information is i spend a lot of time scamming the scammers i'm very good at it i'm very good at uh gaining their trust gaining their their viewpoints that they can actually scam me and then i go on the endpoints of scamming them um not meaning i'm stealing money or anything from them but i go and I proved to them that they're a scammer. So I'm going to kind of discuss some of the things that I, I do in in uh, the process of figuring out that someone is a scammer. But I'm also going to talk about one of my most recent ones. I actually gave this person uh, this website, the Dallas Grant at XYZ website, and I told the person to even call the line or at least show some sort of way to express that their side of the story. Because the person still to this day claims that they're not a scammer. But I know they are. But I just think it'd be funny just to see their reaction or her, his, her, whatever reaction to to what I state. So it's going to be kind of a fun episode. But until then, um, you know, hopefully I have that done by the end of this week. Um, Until then, I definitely appreciate you listening to this show and I hope that uh, some of the things I'm bringing in the future are things that you're interested in. Have a great rest of your day.